and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. How are we all doing? I am your host Tusk, also known as Adam Chalk. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before, why the hell not? Where have you been? But what we do here is give our honest opinions on things we like or dislike from all the going-ons in professional wrestling from shows like WWE Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, Rampage, as well as pay-per-views and some indie shows that we watch, as well as talking about all the latest news headlines doing the rounds. But last night was, of course, AW Dynamite. And... I don't know what you guys thought of the show. I thought it was good, but it wasn't blow away good, in my opinion. Uh, probably a, a 7 out of 10, which doesn't make it one of the better dynamites, obviously. It's usually 8, 9s, occasionally a 10. But we started with Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. And. This actually was very good. Um, Orange Cassidy's music, Jane, always gets a great reaction. Which, I'm going to admit, I knew nothing about... Um, well, I knew nothing about Orange Cassidy, to be honest, before AEW. So I obviously didn't know anything about this music. But, what a great choice. I don't know what it is about Orange Cassidy... Somehow the sort of hands-in-the-pockets gimmick that he does still isn't getting old. After, what, three years of him doing it, somehow still gets a reaction. The crowd is still with it. That's credit to both him and AEW for getting that right. Uh, There's some really nice work in there from Jay Lethal as well in this match. Um... I love the uh, bit on the ramp where Satnam Singh comes out to stop Orange Cassidy doing his kicks. And uh, Trent Beretta comes out on the shoulders of Chuck Taylor to stand face to face with him. Um, Great little comedy spot, that. And like I said, no matter what you think of Jay Lethal as a person, I'll I won't go into details as to why you may not like him. As an in-ring performer, I think he's excellent. One of the best in the world, actually. A yeah, really good match. Lethal did uh, get the win. I like the little teases as well from Jay Lethal. Uh, he sort of started doing the Powerbomb Symphony spot that is Wardlow's, obviously. Uh, that was a nice little tease. The Orange Cassidy selling was really good as well, the leg. And that obviously played into the finish as well. After the match, Sanjay Duck came down, mic in hand. Um, that's never not going to be good. I would be getting him to do that most weeks, personally. We then get the face-off between Jay Lethal and Wardlow at the end, and I'm really looking forward to that, and it looks like that is now going down at Battle of the Belts on Saturday, which I completely forgot was happening, but only two matches at the minute on that card, I think. 
I need a little bit more than that, probably. But yeah, really good start to Dynamite all this. We they went straight from that into the Super Elite being back briefly. Um, great to see Adam Cole back. Uh, I've kind of missed his pop that he gets. Whether his run in AEW has been good in ring so far or not, don't know where you guys stand on that. I think he, he's he been unfairly criticised, I think. Um, the pop is always great. And this segment was great as well. Um, really good promo from Adam Cole. You could sort of see the swerve come in from a mile off. But it was executed well. And the Hangman Adam Page save at the end after... What are we calling them? They're not Undisputed Era anymore, but whatever they're going to be called going forward. After they attacked the Young Bucks, uh, Paige came out, saved them, almost saying that he will now be teaming with the Bucks for this trios tournament. My one sort of slight dread from this uh, is that with Paige looking like he is going to team with the Bucks, it probably means Kenny isn't really anywhere near coming back because I I thought Kenny would be returning to join the Young Bucks unless we get another swerve along the way, I don't know. So that's my only small problem. But other than that, really good segment. John Moxley then is backstage. He cuts a brilliant promo on Chris Jericho versus Wheeler Utah for later, saying that he doesn't care who he fights. Yeah, excellent stuff again. Then we see Jungle Boy trying to run down and murder Christian Cage. That again is great. They're not just showing up for work the next next week. You kind of got the feeling that Jungle Boy's been after him all week. I thought this was really good. And then we get the tag team match, which was Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter taking on Thunderstorm, Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. I've got to be honest, the first half of this match I was bored by. Uh, I thought nothing of the first half of it. And although we've hardly seen this, I do feel like we've seen it loads of times. I don't know why that gives off that kind of feeling. Second half of the match, though, was fantastic. Um, I don't think it really deserved a This Is Awesome champ, but it was good. For me, the person coming out of the match with the most credit would be Jamie Hayter. I thought she was excellent in this match. Her strikes are just... They look so vicious. And they look real, which is the main thing. And I think they're some of the best in pro wrestling. A bit of miscommunication between Thunderstorm at the end of the match as well. Whether that plays into anything, we'll have to see. 
are we going to get Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa again? Probably. Is it something that I want to see again? Don't know. I don't. The jury's out on that. I did notice a little kick to the head as Britt Baker's leaving the ring on Thunder Rosa as well. That I don't know. That looked weird to me. We then start to get a video of Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti and talking about how they're getting married and how Sammy proposed in Paris or something when Eddie Kingston is backstage and he cuts it off cuts a brilliant promo and looks like he's setting up Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara at All Out I am up for that I think that would be great I think Eddie Kingston kicks Sammy Guevara's ass and the fans will love every second of that. Then cut back to the commentary team and Taz announces that after last week's actions, he's basically had enough and there is no more Team Taz. He's told Ricky Stark, Hook and Powerhouse Hobbs that he's done with it and there's no more shame in a way but I understand because it imploded last week really we then get powerhouse Hobbs versus Ren Jones I think the guy was called and basically powerhouse Hobbs just destroyed this guy in seconds looked awesome doing it I have to say I think he's another guy that's a main eventer in the making. He's a young guy. Looks great. I think AW think really highly of him as well. So I think he'll get a a big push out of this. Um, After the match, Ricky Starks just runs to the ring. I think think the uh, camera actually misses him on his way down. He got a fantastic baby face reaction, which sort of been brewing for the last couple of months, I have to say. Um, he gets in the ring, takes it to Hobbs briefly, who just destroys him with a massive spine buster. I'm not sure when this match is going to happen, whether it is going to go to All Out. I think that's going to be awesome from this brief tease of it here. We didn't have Miro cutting a promo. Uh, sort of looks like we're building to him versus Malachi Black. Again, probably all out. Card's starting to take shape now. Then you get Darby Allen sending a message to Brody King and he's bloody tattooing his hand or something. He's basically going to try and kill him or kill himself. At, um what's it called, Quake at the Lake or whatever it's called next week in this coffin match and then we get Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy I've got to be honest I wasn't interested in seeing this match at all and I felt nothing for any of it if I'm being completely honest Um, also JR came on to commentary for this match and I don't think he helped the experience of it. 
and I'm a massive JR fan. I love him. I think he has been the best commentator in my fandom anyway since I started watching pro wrestling. But he... I don't know what it is with him at the minute. I don't think he's having a good time with it. Obviously, in his personal life, he's having a hard time. But it's starting to sort of, I don't know, seep out when he's working as well now. Which is a shame. Um, Yeah, and this match, very little for me. I did like the table spot, which obviously fed into the finish then with Christian Cage. Moved out of the way with Matt Hardy going for an elbow drop. But I thought the whole point of having guys on the roster like these two, years and years of experience, would be to put over the younger guys. I know Christian is kind of doing that with Jungle Boy, but did we do... Is there anyone really that needs to see Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy again? I don't think so. Not at this point in their careers. Um, I did like Jungle Boy again trying to get to Christian Cage after the match. And I am looking forward to their match. Which again probably looks like it's going to be all out. Uh, A bit later on we had Ethan Page in the ring cutting a... Another really good promo, I thought. He talks about why he isn't getting airtime. A bit like the old CM Punk, where's my ice cream bar type promo. Um, He then switches it up and sort of blames the crowd. He said, why are you cheering? You're not first in line to buy my t-shirts. And name drops a few others that they are buying. Uh, he turns around and Stokely Halfway is then in the ring. And yeah, Ethan Page leaves with Stokely. So another guy added to the Stokely Halfway stable. Again, really good. I do kind of wish, though, that there was some explanation as to where Dan Lambert has gone, where uh, Scorpio Sky has gone. Because we've had none of that. They've just disappeared and Ethan Page is there on his own. Unless it's happened on Dark or something, but I don't think it has. So maybe just... Maybe just connect the dots a little better. Would make this better as well. But looking forward to their pairing. 2.0 were then in the back alongside Anna J. Uh, 2.0, that's so damn talented um, they cut a sort of a brilliant promo Danny Magic one <laughs> he asked uh, Tony Schiavone do you want to know what makes his uh, nipples hard which always pops me Angelo Parker he had his little comb again and Anna Jay is just a nutcase now that wants to choke everybody out I get that there'll be pro wrestling fans, diehard pro wrestling fans that don't like this because it's too sports entertainment-ish. But that's the whole point of it. I think it's really good. 
We then get Gun Club versus the Acclaimed in a dumpster match. This started brilliantly, I thought. I, I was a little bit worried about the what the quality was going to be like, but I thought this was good. Um, the Acclaimed came out and jumped Billy Gunn, beat him up, they beat up the, the uh, Austin and Colton. And then Max Caster did his rap. And you just knew that there was going to be a Vince McMahon line in there somewhere. And of course there was here. And yeah, the match, I mean, the guns had the better of most of the match, really. Um, Got the acclaimed in the dumpster a couple of times, but couldn't. Shut the lid. Um, Austin Gunn, I got a, I got to big him up a little bit. He'll always have a place in my heart for his work in the crowd at Daly's Place during the lockdowns. But I thought he was really good here. I mean, some of his bumping around was great, really good, best I've seen him. I think it wasn't technical, uh, technical uh, masterclass, but. This was a good fun match for what it was. I did really like the finish. Uh, Austin, I think it was Austin, teasing that he was going to jump from the entrance staging thing. Gets thrown off it by Max Caster into the dumpster that was on top of the stage. Max Caster then hit the mic drop through Colton, who was laid on the table. Get him into the dumpster, shut the lid, they win the match. And then, in a really nice callback to the New Age Outlaws versus Cactus Jack and Terry Funk, or Chainsaw Charlie as he was known back then, push the dumpster off the staging eventually. And, um, well, yeah, sent the guns crashing. Really, really good. I don't know whether that is it for this feud. I kind of hope it is, personally. It was then time for our main event, which was Chris Jericho versus Wheeler Utah. Now, the winner of this would be going on to Quake by the Lake next week to face John Moxley for the AW Interim World Championship. And again, a solid main event without being amazing. Again, really impressed by Wheeler Utah, who just gets better and better every time I see him on screen. Um, we're going to see him in this main event spot for years to come, I think. There's guys like him and Daniel Garcia, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, this next generation jungle boy future's bright for professional wrestling whether they stay in AEW or whatever happens Um, the match went longer than I expected it would to be honest Um, which is fine it didn't outstay its welcome or anything like that I'm not too sure the result was 
ever in doubt. Obviously, Chris Jericho won the match, locking in the Lion Tamer. I'm fine with that. If you'd have told me six months ago, 12 months ago, that Chris Jericho would be getting another shot at the AW World title, I would have laughed you off. But just in the last few months, he's been really great. He's he's, uh, transformed his body. He's been doing great stuff in the ring. So, yeah, looking forward to him versus Moxley. And we did have Moxley come out after Jericho refused to let go of the Lion Tamer. Uh, He ran away before Moxley could get him. And then Jericho cut a fantastic promo to close the show, basically telling Moxley that he wanted the Lion Tamer, the last survivor of the Heart Dungeon, and he's going to get him next week. Like I said, really looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, uh, a solid dynamite is the best way to put it. I, I don't think anything on it really I'm going to remember in a year's time, six months time even. But good. For what it was, um, obviously, all out is just a matter of what four, five weeks away now. So there are things being set up for that. Probably need a little bit more. Um, I think over the next week or two, we will be getting that. We've got a couple of things announced for Rampage coming up. Mance Warner from. GCW will be getting his shot against uh, John Moxley on Rampage. You just know that both guys are going to bleed from that. If you don't know who Mance Warner is, check him out. Have a look. Um, it should be good. I think I think it's a live Rampage. Madison Rain's going to make her debut as well. Another woman. I think she's been brought in as a trainer. Again, if you don't know who Madison Rain is, check her out. She's great. She was on the uh, All In pay-per-view, I believe. I think I'm right in saying that. Yeah, so things to look forward to. Obviously, Quaking the Lake next week, Jericho Moxley. So, yeah, things to look forward to. But I am I am interested to hear what you thought of the show. Uh, and you can let me know by following and getting in touch on twitter i am at adam chalk 8 while you're at it please subscribe and leave us a review to the podcast on itunes spotify wherever you get your podcasts from for daily podcasts just like this one look out for more shows dropping in your feeds tomorrow and over the weekend and until then thank you for listening and i will see you next time